Scott and Liam versus Evil. Sunday. What did you do? I done a twenty minute high intensity interval training workout and I still can't walk right. <laughs> Is that all you've done? Uh, it's hard going though. I gave it hundred hundred ten percent. How long did you actually last? The whole, whole twenty minutes. Whole twenty minutes? Uh, so that's quite well going. I started insanity the other day there. It's forty minutes. I lasted five at the warm up. I, I hate, threw up. I hate the guy. I hate the, the guy for insanity. I fucking hate him. I tried it once before as well. I get some some of my laptops. I can't get it on the, the telly for some reason, so I, I never really seen it through. But I done the it was like the tester at begin me when you uh-huh. write down how many so you can go back and judge your progress. And I was like, I fucking hate you, <laughs> fucking Tommy T. What's his name? Sean T. Sean T. I was like, oh fuck you. There's one he does in the cardio abs where he's like up in a plank position and he's just thrusting his hips and he looks at the camera. He's like, boom, boom, <laughs> boom every time he thrusts. And I'm like, this is fucking weird. I watched it, it was the body coach I done, so you just got him putting a silly voice on. It's just so, fucking nonsense. That's, that's all right. Welcome to Scott and Liam vs. Evil, episode 48. We're getting there. We're getting there, eh? I'm Liam. And I'm Scott. And today's episode is all about Guillermo del Toro. <sighs> is it Guillermo or Guillermo? Guillermo? Guillermo, I say. Guillermo? Mm-hmm. I, the fact that we say Guillermo <laughs> means there's a good chance that that is wrong. <laughs> uh, it was recommended by Erin, who you may remember recommended... Those two uh, <laughs> time travel Pri- movies. Primer and Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. How did I forget Donnie Darko? Yeah, no. But yeah, we banned her from recommending movies. We lifted the ban and she one of us. Hit us with this. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> fucking bore fest. So we'll start with Cronus. Just do I do it chronological order? Mm-hmm. From 1993, it's about a mysterious device which is designed to provide its owner with eternal life. And it resurfaces after 400 years, leaving a trail of destruction in its path. How did you know that? How did I know did that? Did I fucking tell you that in the movie? It's quite obvious. Is it about 400 years? It does, it says it. Is that? My first why, note... This is one of those movies you've not really paid attention to. The first note I've written here is, I am not looking forward to sitting through this. Because I'd watched it, I tried to watch it first, and kind of fell asleep through the whole thing, and then I knew I had to go and watch it again and pay attention and take notes, so I, I done it last night, and I was just not looking forward to it in the slightest. But I did. I got through it. But I'll try my best. Powered through. Minutes. Powered through. Thanks uh, for the commitment, Scott. Yeah. The first, that's to the cause, you know. My first note is that uh, Ron Perlman, he's quite good at speaking Spanish, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Are you being sarcastic? No, I, like, well, he's, his first line in Spanish is good, and then he later on he's speaking more Spanish, you're like, actually, it's not that good. Because <laughs> my first note is Ron Perlman speaks Spanish in this, and in City of Lost Children. I'm, it's a French movie, so I'm sure he speaks French, although I now can't remember if he actually does. But I thought maybe Ron Perlman's bilingual. Yeah. I was quite impressed with his Spanish. Obviously, as you as a Spanish talker. Well, that's what I've, I've I've written here. It's he's almost as good as me. So <laughs> that's fucking terrible. Do you think Ron Perlman looks like a guy who could just kick your cunt in? I. It looks like he could kick your cunt in with his face. It's just <laughs> his like that's like could it's, kick your cunt. It's, in. it's like a, just a big massive powerful face. Who wins in a chin war? Him or Bruce Campbell? Well, Bruce Campbell's made eleven on his chin, so probably. Bruce Campbell Ron Perlman's got more of a kind of mouth he's got like a he's got that Stephen King top lip as well it's that kind of big big it it looks like Hellboy that's like as in in like picture a guy named Hellboy and that's that's who it looks like 
Um, to begin with, like, so Ron Perlman's bringing, which you find out to be his uncle, uh, a piece or a, a dinner or something, and he puts it through this wee flap, and uh-huh. then opens the door, and then goes on the other side of the door and picks up the door again. Uh, Why does he? What the fuck's with the flap? I know. It's as if it's made to like, make it keep more creepy. It all clean. Uh, oh. it just, he's still going through the same door. Anything that he's not allowed to let into the room by putting the food through the flap, he lets it into the room by opening the big giant wide door. Yeah. I get you there. Mm-hmm. It's pointless. One of the very few points I'm going to agree with you. Well, how about this for a point? It's quite a dark film. Yeah, it's a as, as in that I can't see anything that's going on. <laughs> it's like the cut is just so fucking dark. Were like you physically watch, were you watching a copy online again I was watching it no a DVD that I, right. pitch, I, I purchased you paid for it I paid for it it's yeah. even funnier then that you hate it so much it's just nothing happens it does It does happen a lot happens do you not think the wee gold scar- so the synopsis kind of sums it up but there's a wee gold kind of scarab it's like beetle Bolton snitch for Harry Potter aye but this was 1993 Harry Potter was still a mere glint and poor homeless J.K. Rowling's eye it's like a golden scarab and it has a bug in it which acts like a filter so when the thing bites into you and starts draining your blood or mixing with your blood it takes all the illness away and the bug acts as the filter the wee actual machine is pretty fucking cool which obviously we then go on to Guillermo del Toro does this and everything he's a practical effects how, how are you where, where is it telling you about the bug did you watch this with subtitles I, I, I read it with subtitles <laughs> I watched it with subtitles I paid attention you've got an old grandpa you've got a wee lassie and you've got he shaves his moustache off right they they run well the wee lassie doesn't if she does that'd be fucking amazing <laughs> he runs yeah, the kind of shop. Right, I got that yep. much and then the scarab thing was hiding inside one of the angel statues. statues and that's what Ron Perlman's finding he's been collecting all these angel statues for his uncle because they're trying to find the, the, the thing the fountain of youth basically but I didn't get the, the beetle filter it thing it says on it I can't remember at what point I actually think it's when the old guy goes to talk to the, the uncle because the uncle knows he's fucking got it they he starts saying it's a certain bug and acts as a filter. So it's been in there this whole time. And that's why when it cuts to inside the machine, you see the bug filling up with blood. A bit like a leech. Right. Something that actually, maybe it would be possible. Maybe not to this extent, but it's pretty cool. Would you um, would you jag yourself with a wee machine to make you younger? That's what it did. It made them younger, eh? Did it yeah. make them younger? Yeah. Would yeah. you jag yourself with a machine to make you younger? Probably, yeah. If you had to properly jag yourself and be like a heroin junkie when you were taking it. Yeah. Like it's an orgasmic wee machine. I've always kind of, I've always seen myself going the kind of intravenous way. So yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Would you? Would you um, I don't know, see, because I, I don't really take anything. Do you in... prefer just jagging something younger? <laughs> yeah. I just, I just... With your meat needle? With my meat needle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you rather have... I thought that's like during the movie. To be honest, the movie does get quite slow at points. Which, uh, only points? Yeah, only at, at point points. point A to point B. <laughs> only at points. Would you rather have this kind of secret to everlasting life? Or would, completely unrelated, in fact, no, the same as Aaron's last movies, would you rather be able to time travel? So you could go back and change everything you've ever done, but you still have... An end. An point. end. Or... Who cares what the fuck you've done because it doesn't matter, you're never going to go anywhere. You can be a bastard and then the next generation won't remember you and you just you can then be good. What would you rather have? I would. And why? 
Right, well, if you go back in time, you can tell yourself to all the usuals, invest in Apple, invest in Google, here's the lot of numbers on whatever day. If you, and then you can meet yourself, I mean, yeah, the sports almanac, back to the future uh-huh. idea. You can, if you can live forever, you're still going to have to make a life for yourself. Do you know what I mean? You can't just, oh, I'm living forever, so it doesn't matter what I do. Because if, if oh, well, I rob a bank to get money, I rob a bank and I get caught and put in jail, just because the jailer and the judge dies, somebody's taking over to that job, so they're just going to be like, this guy's still alive, man. He's been here for fucking 200 years. Uh, we'll just leave him in there. You could just go out in the street, though, and be like, 500 quid that you can shoot me as many times with that gun as you want and I won't die. So that's how you're making your money? It's like travelling freak show, 500 yeah. quid to shoot me? Put three bullets in you, 500 pounds, cheers mate. You walk off, you heal, you're fine. But is he healing? Is this is this Kronos happen? Because he... The, the, the device kind of drains all the badness from you so that's how later on when his skin's like all fucked Aye. he then peels it off and, and it's like his fresh good, skin but he didn't peel his full skin off he just always kind of like but that's to show you that there's an effect in the movie he didn't want to peel if he peeled his full skin <laughs> off then it would just be the same actor at the start of the film <laughs> without any effect I thought he they could have at least dyed his hair and make him look younger <laughs> so there's a scene where he comes back to the house obviously like <clears throat> Ron Perlman has realised that They've got the right statue, but the, the device isn't in it. Uh-huh. The, the old man's already found the device, so they go back and ransack his house to try and find it. And I was like, I'd, I'd hate to be robbed. I think it would feel really similar to being anally raped. Or just raped if you're a, if you're a woman. <laughs> and then as well, see if they'd like, done a job in the carpet, it would feel as if they'd left the, like deposited some spunk in your anal cavity as well. <laughs> you, could just never, you could just never clean that. Can understand that, although I think you can still replace some of the things that get stolen. You can never replace innocence. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, there's a bit. There's a New Year's party, and it's like the old guy and the old woman. I kept thinking was Jackie Stallone, but it's not. It's some Italian lady. Yeah, Jackie. <laughs> uh, are dancing. There's a guy walking about the party dressed as like a mime clock. Yeah, the colour the go- was quick there was a couple of clocks, so was there not? I got it, it was a New Year party, but have you ever been to a New Year party and somebody comes funnily dressed as a clock? I've never been to the right parties, clearly. <laughs> I think they were the staff though, were they not? They were like the waiters. Because there was, no, a, there was a couple of clocks. If he was the staff he was doing fuck all, all he did was just stand there and his clock dials actually kinda of spun and he just stood looking sad. It was it was like a mime clock. I did see him, I. I'm sure there was more than one. And is this the party where he gets his head kicked in? Uh, no, it's a party where he goes into the toilet and there's an old guy with a nosebleed. And he starts licking it. And he starts licking it. Up the and floor. I did also say, would you ever clean up? Because then the old guy comes out of the toilet, so there's blood in the sink. The old guy comes out and goes, oh, look at the mess these animals have made, and gives it a wipe. Would you ever wipe up somebody else's blood in a toilet in like a bar? If, I, if I wasn't at work? Yeah. I would probably just leave somebody else's blood. Even at work, would you... Oh, yeah, well, I, I need to if, if there's any blood spills, I need to clean up. I but, keep forgetting I'm talking to somebody who's actually in that profession. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've written, I've got a note here as well, uh, licking blood off the floor. You into it? Mm. So that's not Is it my up. blood? It's... Somebody else's. It's somebody you know. Somebody I know. not necessarily, say, Lena's or your family's it's or mine. probably... There's a good chance... Any blood that's found in the floor of a toilet is bad AIDS blood. It's not, it's not, it's not good AIDS blood. If you're, if you're bleeding in a the toilet, then, then, then it's, bad AIDS. it's bad AIDS blood. Uh, so probably not. Although I think you've got to drink quite a bit of it. I think as a, a rule of thumb, you just not be licking blood up of, of anything. Unless you're like, you really think you're a vampire. Or the transfiguration. Yeah. Right. But then you're just going to be sick everywhere. It's like the reverse, what we do in the shadows. 
very soon to get the chips. <laughs> I like chips. <laughs> um, like I'm, I'm speeding through my notes, right? So the my next note I've got here. So he's pan breed. What happened to Aye. him? When he gets pushed off, or Ron Perlman gets in the car, car. and kind of makes him go off the cliff, and yeah, he's then dead. So he is pan breed, and then he goes to like the 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 slimiest looking. Undertaker that, that ever existed. <laughs> there is absolutely nothing sterile about that environment. <laughs> not, not even the, the slightest. <laughs> Aye, but because he's used the Kronos, I think it's still in his blood that it keeps the heart going. Uh-huh. That bit kind of is confusing. I wasn't too sure of the logic behind that part. There's there's a scene before we get to finding out about the heart keeping going. Ron Perlman's sitting like a wee meditative state where his like, legs kind of folded and crossed on himself mm-hmm. and he picks something off his feet and then eats it. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. But what the <laughs> fuck was that? Oh, he eats it, he sniffs it. <laughs> I don't think that was part of the movie. <laughs> that's not character, that's just him <laughs> between stages that you realise that he was getting filmed. That is the most gross thing ever, picking bits off your body and eating them. <laughs> it's, the, that just, it's the worst thing. It's like in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 when Chop Top eats his head, head scab. It's, that's one of the most disgusting things. I can't, I can't bear people eating... Scabs. Bits of the body. It only shows you him taking it off and putting it next to his chin. Maybe that's why he's got such a big, a big chin. He's got excess skin <laughs> in his feet and he takes it off and he glues it to <laughs> his face and just builds up a chin for himself. I think yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alright, so before he gets, before he wakes back up, could you? I was, I was, I'm asking, could you be a dead body painter? Could you do that job? As in a funeral director, basically. Yes. A, a mortician. Is, ah, is that is did they do the same? You know, like six feet under, it was the kind of wee Hispanic boy who painted the bodies. Yeah, not Robert Rodriguez. What Freddie Rodriguez? Freddie Rodriguez. Um, could you do that job? I think I could do that job. Do you, ah, it'd be yeah, I could nice do and it. solitary. You could just spend all your time getting to catch up on podcasts. You know, you could just wear whatever you want. You could talk to them. They would never talk back to you. But they they do all that releasing gases and like making noises that would probably freak you. It's probably it would be reeking. It's really smelly. Ah, but you just put Vicks under your nose. It would just smell like formaldehyde, so eventually you would get used to the smell of formaldehyde. I think I think it'd be quite a good job. I've done Lena's makeup once. And I made a fucking cracking job. It's so probably quite good. But would you not just fuck with people? See when see when I die, I want me to put like fucking Gene Simmons makeup on my face or something. <laughs> can, can you actually put it in your will? Can I, I, I can do that. I think you probably could. I'm sure you could die. You must be like you're definitely going to go before me. So open open, ca- open casket. Gene Simmons, <laughs> the demon makeup, please. And just a big percentage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have you got any other notes this, out of all three films this is the one that I thought was okay, the slowest it had a wee bit it had wee del toro bits with the the kind of clockwork stuff the, the creature fucking device and that Spanish guy or Mexican guy I can't remember his name but the guy that's also in Devil's Backbone and basically every other del toro film there's lots of wee glimmers but it's obvious that this was very early on in his yeah. career. I mean, like, I need to ask, does, does the thing, does it make you a, a vampire? Eh, uh, no. Why is it, he's drinking blood that he can live forever? And he's, he's burned with the sun? I, th- mm, I don't know. I don't I've lost that part. Is it not just... It makes you a vampire. I think that's a theme that I picked up on and you didn't. So <laughs> there you go. It's a vampire movie. So, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. There's a line... Maybe Ron Permanent says it. It says, "Are you looking for the pages? I ate them." <laughs> <laughs> and it just totally made me. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, and Mac eats all the contracts. <laughs> Which would work legally in real life. Yeah. Uh, my observations for the movie though is that that wee lassie is going to be majorly fucked up. Like she is going to be wild in bed when she's legally. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally just going to say, would you fuck it with 
<laughs> but she's not going to be marriage material at all. She's got to have so many daddy issues or granddaddy issues, man. She's probably quite good marriage material because she doesn't speak a word throughout the whole film. Aye. So she's probably the fucking <laughs> ideal wife. Uh, I've just got that it's just so fucking dark. Like it's actually a scene where it's like pitch black and then it changes to they're just in a room and it's no pitch black anymore. Were you watching DVD or Blu-ray? DVD. Because the Blu-ray was actually really well coloured. You could see everything. It's just fucking It dark, could man. just be the transfer. And then I've got um, fucking End already. <laughs> so what did you, you give out of 10? I said, that's me watched it twice and I paid attention the second time. I still don't really get it. Right, you paid attention so much that you didn't know what the device did or yeah. why it worked. Uh, and I gave it 5 orgasmic scarab beetles out of 10. Because it didn't want going really low. So what middle of the road? Probably give it a 7. I enjoyed it. In fact, do you know what? I'd actually give it a six because right. of what he then came out with later. You just think, I, I, I'm actually going to judge it on will I watch it again and probably not. I think you need to lower your five then because that's too close. I actually liked it. It's too close to my score. Lower it. No, I don't believe in going low but I don't think I've even gave it a four before ever. No, but you always bad my things and don't give it a four. Fucking lower your score. I know, but I like to think that um, if... If he listens, if, he's going to know anyway. If Guillermo del Toro comes and speaks to me, I'm going to be a sucker for celebrity and like say, ah, oh, your films are really good. Ah, oh, so I really like to make all the movies. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, they're really, really good. They're the best movies I've ever seen. What's your favourite? Well, I like the ones that help me go to sleep. Ah, that's what they make the movies for. They help people go to sleep at night. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro is Mexican, eh? That, that is what the accent that I'm doing. <laughs> so... Skipping over that. Devil's Backbone from Devil's 2001. Backbone. Devil's Pishbone. <laughs> After Carlos, a 12 year old whose father has died in the Spanish Civil War, arrives at an ominous boys' orphanage, he discovers the school is haunted and his many dark secrets that he must uncover. This is actually the first time I've properly, fully watched and get into Devil's Backbone. Mm-hmm. But I fucking loved it. This is the first time I've ever watched Devil's Backbone. But I noticed that it was produced by the Tequila Gang. That, <laughs> that is, was pretty cool. I think, is that not Del Toro and two of his director friends? I think they've done quite a bit with each other. Like, one guy will work as a producer, Will Holland and X, and they do quite a bit. For, yeah. I think, I think. Del Toro's recently just made his own tequila. It's uh, a ver- it? version of Patron. Did you see it? I've seen the packaging, and it's dead gothic and cool, and they say that's people who even like tequila will buy it because of that. But people who obviously can afford it because it's like three hundred ninety nine dollars. I went on to try and buy it. <laughs> Literally went on to try and buy it last night. I didn't even drink tequila, but I was like, I need that for the man cave. That's so fucking cool. It ships to like eight states in America. That's, oh, it. that's fucking garbage, man. Fucking and he's Mexican. What's he shipping to America for? Because <laughs> he loves the America. So. Oh, does he? <laughs> Turncoat. Uh, at the very start of this, do you know what I think it's a wee bit like a Spanish? Stand by me slash nope. sleepers slash just kind of slightly a coming of age film, but with fucking horrific background. A wee trope of Del Toro is the Spanish Civil War. This happens at the tail end of the Civil War. Pan's Labyrinth happens kind of post Civil War, but do you not think the whole it's a movie following kids? I kept thinking Stand by Me. I kept thinking Sleepers. And that stuff just because it's not a kids movie, but it's an adult movie where you actually get <laughs> you get sucked into the characters of the kids and you you feel for them and you are emotionally attached to the kids, not sexually, but emotionally attached to the kids. And Aye. it's not often that an adult film, an adult's film, does it? Aye. Apart from Stand by Me and Sleepers, which is why those keep coming out of my head. Okay. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I will agree with you. Yep. Yeah. Oh. 
I just, I just read out my, my first couple of notes because I'm trying to read my writing and try to remember what it means. <laughs> Fucking subtitles, even though I shouldn't need them because <laughs> <laughs> I speak Spanish. Uh, Del Toro, is he good? He's gothic, aye, but he's fucking boring. What's the appeal? And then my next note is, uh, boobs are quite biggy, and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know if there's somebody with big boobs at the beginning. There's the, the old woman that works in the place get she's boobs. Get, so. She's got very small boobs. So what the hell am I talking about? I don't remember. I don't remember. Oh, no, obviously, maybe the wee boy's drawn at the women. Oh, that's what it was, aye, that's what it was. <laughs> you've got the vagina the wrong way around. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you've got the pussy the wrong way around. That's right, that's right. It's so it was like a cheeseburger mouth. <laughs> uh, do you think all Spanish men look like Eli Roth and Inglourious Bastards? Yeah, I've written that somewhere, right? Yeah, it's a cross between Eli Roth and Zachary Quinto. That's exactly <laughs> what it looks like. And also, you might not, I nearly said it on Facebook, but I didn't want to ruin this big reveal. The little tiny boy doesn't say any words. Little Spanish boy. His name, I can't remember his name, but he's like, oh, he doesn't speak, but he sees. I think they call him Owl in the movie, although on IMDb it's not Owl. Do you know who that is? Who? The main boy from Night of the Virgin. Oh, it's so... Uh, it's it's funny teeth. Big, big fucking oh, buck teeth. That's who that is. Brilliant. I was I like, oh that. my God, it's him, I recognise him. Because he's ugly as shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the fucking most bonkers movie I've ever drunkenly sat through. <laughs> What's your next note? I'm sure it'll be... Uh, my next note is, uh, it's giving it big licks about suspense on the DVD case, about how it's uh, the most suspenseful horror film ever. But I just seen the, the the ghost in the first seven minutes, and it's as bad as the House in Haunted Hill final ghost. He's even got this wee bit of red foam that just floats out his head, which I understand what it means. At, like when you get to the end, but I I'm thought like, the ghost was done quite well. I thought it was not. It was not scary about it. Not scary in the slightest. But that kind of in a lot of Del Toro films, it's oh, so he makes horror films that aren't scary. Ah, oh, no, now I get it. Now no, I get it. the man is scarier than the kind of myth. So. Monsters right, are so usually friendly, and like the villain, the d- scary part dirty of this is he's he's the fucking he's the monster, not the ghost. The same as Pan's Labyrinth. It's not the big fucking mad fawn and all that that are the the monsters. It's the captain. Uh-huh. Because I, I think Del Toro's got well, I know he's got a love for monster movies. Like Frankenstein is mis- or Frankenstein's monsters misunderstood. It's humans are way worse than anything you can imagine. Yeah. And both these films show that. So the ghost isn't really meant to be scary. It's the fucking. I know, but and and in, in, in all, in all the films where that is the case, that the ghost turns out to be okay. Mm-hmm. This you still get the scares from the ghost until you understand it, at least. Do you not? Did you not find it a wee bit spooky when the kids are all out? So in the middle of the orphanage there's a big a bombs landed yeah. and it didn't go off which is quite I thought it was quite cool like just moody and atmospheric the little boy ghost at one point is kind of just walking in the distance from the building I thought that was still quite freaky yeah. I'm still quite uncertain I don't know I didn't feel unsettled by any no. When I, no I don't when I was watching it <laughs> uh, when he first moves into this this thing he gets, he gets dumped and uh, there's your soap to last year. Yeah, they must be stinking as fuck. Well, it is the Spanish Civil War and they're in the middle of nowhere. They can probably get away with being fucking reeking. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I also say that the bully needs to button up his jammies, man. <laughs> He's just lying with his jammies open all the time. Like, fucking button your jammies up, mate. If you're the bully, though, if you show the pecs, you're always going to look harder than the guy that's all buttoned up. 
That's why sometimes nights out we just take our buttons. Take, off. take your buttons off. Yeah. That's good. That's why like, you need to get pop pop button shirts. They work. <laughs> uh, there's a point where you can oh, is it you you can or you sento. Anyway, Dirty Vest, let's just call him Dirty Vest. Cuts the wee boy in the face. That's right, aye. Did he just cut a wee boy? Aye, I've got a note in here somewhere. I have that exact note. So it's this when they're inside of the water. Aye. And then he says, and he shouts at them saying, like, oh, if anything happens to you, I'm going to get it. Like, if anything happens to you, I get the blame. Immediately then fucking does something to him. Aye, cuts him in the face. Aye. And threatens <laughs> to do more. Is he one of the worst like human villains in cinema? Because he's a bad, bad bastard. Uh, no, no, there's, there's more bad villains. But they just cut wings for fun, and then at the end of this movie, what happens at the end when he just fucking wipes all the wings out and like a <laughs> because he wants some gold bars. Is I mean, that gold's not... quite nice though, isn't it? To look at and see when even gold bars clink together, <laughs> they sound good. So let's kill sixteen Spanish orphans. So we can clink gold bars together. Well, who's got to miss them? <laughs> oh, oh, that's that's true. That's harsh. The, the um, now it's quite clear where like thing about because the woman who runs the orphanage has got one leg, and it's yep. quite clear that the leg is important. As in that is where she's keeping. The I key. thought it was the key was going to be in it for the save, but it turns out she's just keeping the gold in her leg. But anyway, uh, a woman with one leg. Would you buy it? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I would, because I cannot imagine amputees are freaky as fuck. You think of a different kind of position you could get in, because there's yeah. no leg in that there, so you can get, like, mid run. What about with no legs? Eh. You can get, like, wheelbarrow positions and that, you don't even need to have the handles because there's no name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, you probably could wheelbarrow, because you would need the legs for a wheelbarrow. It'd be, like actually, it'd be like a wheelbarrow without any handles. No legs would be rubbish, because she couldn't even, like, cowgirl your end, because she couldn't balance herself. <laughs> and I, but you could spin her. <laughs> spin her. I'd probably get just a spinning top. I think that would hurt you more than hurt them. Aye. And also the wheelbarrow, if it didn't have any handles like legs, it would essentially just be a bucket on wheels. He would um, you fuck a bucket on wheels. Would I fuck a bucket on wheels? <laughs> probably not, because yeah. it keeps sliding away from you. Try to take the wheels off. But see, things which would then be her arms. Would you fuck just a just a body? A torso. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, of course. But I, I mean, just to take it off. It's that whole thing, isn't it? Because she's not going to be able to fight you off, so you just... <laughs> I'm not thinking, would I, would I fuck her against her will? I'm thinking, <laughs> if oh, she was fine it. with it, right, would, right. would I, would I do it? <laughs> I didn't think, let's rape the amputees. <laughs> uh, he, um, Dirty Vest, um, is banging the old woman. Now, you, you would potentially think that maybe she's past it, like, past the age of... Fucking? Fuck, well, not fucking, but past menopause, yeah. at least. So like all natural juices and that dry up. But he comes you <laughs> that, know that was the worst sense he's, you know, already, he's already he's already banged her, right? He comes off and then I don't know what he does, and then he comes back and he just jumps straight on and starts banging her again. He's got really, really good aim with that Willie. She must be proper splunging for him to not need a, <laughs> not, not need any dick traffic control just to guide in there. As like, cause I don't know about you, but it's like You've got to guide it. It's only when you're putting in your best performance that uh, <laughs> that sometimes you manage to just to go slide in without any <laughs> But I don't think it's that. It's to go again so soon after. Oh, I know. That's just... Like, that's, that's, that ends my suspension of disbelief right there. I am like fucking seven days. I'm already, I'm already sleeping by the time. I'm having a conversation. Gold bars in the leg or none. So, as much as you don't like that... Not, obviously, we're still through the notes. Do you not think it's still fucking really atmospheric and well shot? Atmospheric? No. No? 
I don't think so. I didn't feel as if I was getting any. In an orphanage in the middle of nowhere during the war. There's a fucking bomb there. There's planes flying overhead. There's no one around, and it's fucking dark. There's that system, under like underneath with the water, where the obviously the boy ghost kind of died. Do you know I think it's it builds a picture really well. It 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 makes you feel okay. Oh fuck, they're isolated. It's dark. It's no. I don't think no. so. Too busy, too busy thinking about raping amputees. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question though, right? Yep. You like rum, yeah? Yep. Would you drink fetus rum? As in the stuff it, yeah. vinegar in Yeah. Uh, probably I. If, if if you know how you get them, or you know how you get that toe tequila. It's like there's like an old yeah. human toe, and they put it in your drink, and you have to drink the drink when about it. And some people end up eating the toe, and you're not meant to. <laughs> Would you drink toe tequila? Probably not. So would you? So, but you would drink rum that's that's been brewed, stewed in with a dead baby. Right, I have a reason as to why I would do it, and you've got to bear with me. Have you ever seen a South Park episode where Christopher Reeves is uh, sucking the blood, the juices from fetuses for stem cells, <laughs> no. and he gets stronger? Right. So it's all about stem cell research, and what he's doing is basically breaking the neck of fetuses and just drinking all their juices and it makes him be able to walk and it makes him stronger even though that's a cartoon <laughs> in my head I still think if you drank fetus blood and juice maybe it would make you stronger and you might become like a superhuman so maybe the rum that it's in would make you feel like a fucking like a god I would drink fetus rum because I'd want to become a god right so that's it so you would drink well, that's fine that is, that is fine uh, I don't really know what my next couple of notes are. I've got. Does this it just Wayne's dying everywhere? Does this wee fucker never sleep? His drawings are pure shite. <laughs> and then I've got uh, Santi is a wee pure roaster. <laughs> that's the that's the wee ghost. Why? Is she, what, and then you see the woman, the, the wee boy, the wee bully gives her the cigar ring, and she's wearing it. Why would you wear the paper cigar ring? Maybe it's just what it's symbolised. It, paper, kid stuff. It's pointless. Like if I made Lauren a pair of shoes, a cereal box, pointless. I bet Elon would really appreciate those cereal bullshit. <laughs> she would have put some effort in it, I she would. What cereal would you pick? Uh, well, right now, since now we've got Cinnamon Grahams and I bought a box of Cheerios today. Fucking love cereal, man. Uh, I don't think they're really trendy, though. I don't they? like Cinnamon Grahams. I'm sick of Cinnamon Grahams right now. That's why I had to go and buy Cheerios. I was, you can't really go wrong with Cocoa Pops. I'm not keen on cereal. We don't actually have any cereal now. So, oh, no, we do. We've got a box of Alpen that I made Luna buy once because I said it was going to be healthy. I enjoy Alpen. Alpen's full of salt and sugar. It's a con. Cereal's the biggest myth in the, in the health market. Just so you know. To be honest, I've not even opened it. I do mm. like it. I only like it for the reasons. So I don't I like nuts. I, they do. That's a lot of chewing. See, if I, if I eat Rice Krispies, I put like a little box of raisins in the Rice Krispies. Oh, you heathen! What? They're nice. <sighs> I actually prefer it in Ricicles because Ricicles are so much sugar. I like Ricicles. They're just sugar. It's just like wee sugar crystals. Lucky Charms. I don't put raisins in Lucky Charms. I love Lucky Charms. You don't really get them over here unless you spend like £7 a box. No, I was doing that doing it. Do actual Lucky Charms? Not on their American? No, tell a lie. B&M Bargains. Do them for like fucking uh, Uh, £1.20 a box. Oh, sweet. Don't go to B&M Bargains in case that's not the price. (laughs) It's close to that. Other other, uh, retail establishments (laughs) are available. (laughs) Uh, I mean, see, so then you got a flashback of Bully, um, Bully Boy being alive with Santi. As uh, no wonder they killed Santi, man, with his fucking his hair is well <laughs> shit. He's got this wee shitey bowl cut. Like Ben from A1. Hi. Yeah. There's a 90s reference for you. I only know that because Lena loves Ben from A1 and sometimes makes me dress up as him. <laughs> uh, 
I don't, I, I don't get how you. See, do... at the end, but then they should have all just jumped out the window at the end. Why? To live. And then at the end, there was a whole, <laughs> there was a whole scene where they had big, massive jugs of water. This is the start, big jugs of water. That's how the bully made, makes your protagonist go down into the basement thing to get more water. They would never have to drink all that water throughout the night anyway. Is it the end when they're all walking away into the sunset? That's when they're going to need the jugs of water. And they've not actually got any. And they're going to die. So they're all going to die. I, but I like to think that they didn't die. I like to think they got somewhere safe and they all survived. Because the old ghost man was looking after them. The ending is fucking brutal. Yacinto just blows, basically. Although, what I don't get is he's actually forced away from the orphanage. They make him leave because he starts all that like fucking shite with the safe. They make him leave. The next scene is his fiance going in or realising that he's pouring petrol inside. How did they get back in? That was a bit that threw me. I was like, oh shit, have I, have I missed something? Well, that's the thing about these great filmmakers. They just fucking do what they want. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I obviously did miss them. But he then pours the petrol <clears throat> everywhere and blows it up. And there's lots of fucking dead orphans lying about. And Del Toro doesn't hide it. There's genuinely dead orphans lying about. It's the best orphan. <laughs> 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 no, that's not true. <laughs> The best orphans when they're asleep. They're tied up in their basement. <laughs> and they're willing. Yeah, and they're willing. Uh, I thought, whoa, that movie, like, it, it was dark. I knew it was going to be dark, but I still thought it would have the, the fairy tale vibe of Del Toro. I didn't think it was just going to go, nah, here's fucking Ten Wayne's murdered. There you go. Because <laughs> although fairy tales sometimes get quite dark, as we'll talk about in Pan's Labyrinth, they, I don't think they've ever got to a point where you're still well, dead original, Wayne's. Well, not the original, like, Brothers Grimm fairy tales and that, and, like, we're all... Did they just blow up Ten Wayne's butt for a laugh? It was honestly some... fucking kilt, eh? It's quite heavy, man. Quite heavy. I've got, um, to, to finish it, I didn't think it was, it was not scary. I'm hard pushed to say it was good, although I've gave it a bigger rating, and it was just wee boys just running about. Remind everyone what your favourite movie is in life. Of all time? Yeah. Stand by me. Which is? A, a, an amazing journey of self-discovery. Or a movie about just little boys running about. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I'm, that's why I'm surprised you don't like this, because it's, it's close to it. It's the same concept. Yeah, but they're not orphans, and they speak English. So I like them better. <laughs> is it the English thing? Is that what it is? No, even no. Though, no, no, even no, though no. Spanish is nearly your mother tongue. No, no, it's, Spanish is my second language, and I don't... Um, it's not the subtitles. I don't know, I just didn't think it was that good. Uh, I'm surprised I liked it. I gave it um, 7 amputee fucks out of 10. How can you not like it and give it the same rating as me? Who knows it? <laughs> you need to start... You need to start right, okay, I'll, 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 I'll give it 6 amputee fucks. Right. Start going from 0 is fucking awful. I hated it. I, never I don't want to give it a 0, a, a 1, a 2, but a 3 or a 4. See if you've got to slate it. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to man up and do it. You've got to man up and fucking rate it. So zero is shite. Five is middle of the fence. Middle of the fence? On the fence. Ten is fucking amazing. Greatest movie ever. Right, well, six then. Right. Six and so fucks. Then you enjoyed it and you'd watch it again? No, I wouldn't watch it again. I think anything less than five is you wouldn't watch again. Anything more than five is you'd watch again, but there's certain bits you don't like it. Well, I never know. You never know. You never know what life will bring. I might watch it again. I'm still giving it a six. I'm not changing it again. It's shite and it gets six. Yeah, I think it's a seven. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. We're going to think of a new rating system. <laughs> a Scott seven's not worth as much as a Liam seven. And a Scott four, I think, is still quite 
would probably still be quite a good movie. Ryan's a lean four is going to be fucking horrid. <laughs> <laughs> Pan's Labyrinth, what did you hear about this? I just, I mean, I've seen this one a couple of times. This is probably the most famous, uh, other than Hellboy, it's of Del Toro's movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I've, have you got any synopsis? My first uh, notes are a quote. So. Uh, in the Phalangist, which is the fascist ideology under the leadership of Francisco Franco, and I'm not just reading that, I <laughs> fucking knew that. Uh, in Spain in 1944, the bookish young stepdaughter of a sadistic army officer escapes into a needy but captivating fantasy world. It's just a big fucking gothy fairy tale. She's a stepdaughter and her mum has married this guy for some reason and she's like, I want you to do I want you to call him father, it's just a word of I'm like I tried that too. Asked Lorne to ask his, uh, I want you to call me the pussy pounder. It's just a it's just a word, Lorne. <laughs> <laughs> she was there for it. The thing is though, there's a in there's some reality where he could be her father. There's no reality ever in any dimension where you could be the pussy pounder. <laughs> so I understand. It's just it's just singular. Singular pussy pounder as well. It's not um like multiple. It's not like you know. It's just like it's not just like any pussy pounder. It's just it's it's um contained. <laughs> contained. <laughs> I've watched Pan's Labyrinth a few times, and it's one of the movies that I actually kind of I enjoy more and more every time I watch it. But watching it back the other day, there just for this for to refresh my memory, I kept falling asleep because there's points where the feeling is narrating, and it's so soothing. And it's weird that I find like a eleven year old girl's eleven year old Spanish girl's voice so soothing, but I fell asleep fucking six times. Oh. I had to keep reminding the same bat, the same bat, and I was like, "Oh shit, I need to go get a coffee." Oh, she's not eleven anymore, is she? I but how old is this? Uh, two thousand and six. So it is four, seven, eight, eight, <laughs> eight, eight ten, eleven, good. eleven years. So yeah, she's doable. <laughs> she's doable now, but her voice probably wouldn't be as soothing because still like, Spanish, still Spanish. Yeah, uh, puberty in that. Well, it's not going to be like... Oh, it's harsher. <laughs> <laughs> she, she now sounds like the phone. <laughs> so start I, to, they start to try and say that the captain's like a bad guy because he's like, he's raging at her like from the minute she gets, she gets out of the car. But I'd be the same with the wee bitch, man. Who's the fuck tries to shake with her left hand? How How is that a thing that you're offended by? It's travesty, man. How? <laughs> Just you try and shake your like, left hand shake. Go try and shake your hand. How weird is that? That's like I, so... I'm quite a strong left hand shake. It just freaks me out, man. It's weird. It just something doesn't happen. Wait, so we, you, you would hate an 11 year old girl just because she shook the, the wrong hand? Go shake a baby's hand. I wouldn't hate I wouldn't hate an 11 year old girl because she shook the wrong hand. I would just judge her. <laughs> judge her heavily. <laughs> uh, so is, is the captain a Nazi? Is this like uh, sound of music? He is he's a, fan, a phalange. A phalange? He's a phalangist. Right. Which is the phalange. <laughs> Uh, and it's it's a very fascist ideology. So yeah, essentially they are Spanish Nazis. Aye, that's what I fi- that's what I figured. Because they're bad guys. Of course they're bad. That's and they've got nice clean. Maybe he's just stressed though. You know, maybe sees it through the stepdad's point of view. There's a lot of things he does in this movie that even if he was stressed, it's still like oh hold the fuck on mate. Calm it a wee bit. Because I did think he might be the worst cinema villain, like human cinema villain, but. I think then Jacinto and Devil's Backbone maybe takes that mm-hmm. mantle because the captain's killing rebels and then shooting like a single wing whereas Jacinto yeah, has blown up 10 like, That's later on when he gets properly stressed like you know you say at the beginning he's not doing he can't, that. He can't put it down to stress. 
Yeah, I get stressed. You can put a lot down stress. I've never once shot a child. Because you don't have the means. I have the means. I don't have the means. <laughs> you don't, you don't have the means. <laughs> I don't know. Is this a, is this a quote? I could try to read my head on. Uh, I'm here, you weren't alone. Yeah, but you don't fuck me like the captain does, Ophelia. Is that, for, is that from the movie? Is that, did, nah, I think you've made that, that up. Not, did that not happen? Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, just checking. I, I couldn't tell if it was a quote. I'd, or if I'd was, love to know what the streaming site you're watching. I couldn't tell if it was a quote or if it was just my, my uh, ad-libs. You're watching Poon's Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> it's the porn version, but at the end of it, they're all just fucking... There's a fawn. There's fucking... There's goblins. And these fucking each other. It's amazing. That would be fucking made an entertaining movie. <laughs> Poon's Labia. <laughs> you could... Oh. Poon's Labia. Get a, a market there. Um, the face smash was sufficiently brutal. I enjoyed. It, yeah. Although he also did smash on his nose very easily. The nose is quite delicate. Yeah, I know, but I think that bottle would have broke first though. <laughs> uh, the makeup, design and creature and practical effects are brilliant. But yeah. They're kind of... No, not... Yeah, <laughs> they fucking are. They're, they say that they're amazing in all these films. Because he does a lot of it himself. Well, with his team. But he designs it all by drawing first. Like, before he comes out of a movie, he's got like a sketchbook of drawings. So it's all very... Like, see later on the face cut and like yeah. the torture scenes, they're all really fucking well done. Like, they're, they're quite gruesome and even now you watch them go, fucking hell man, that doesn't look like a practical effect. That looks like genuinely he's just ripped that boy's finger off. No, see when you get to, when you get to the face cut back when he's, he's like he's been Chelsea smiled and he's taped him up, like it wouldn't stop bleeding. I would not have stopped bleeding. But and it bleeds again when he puts the thing on because obviously the then the, the drink comes out and it is quite good. It's a good. It's a good effect. It looks good. Uh, it's a good effect. That is good. But does it maybe stop bleeding because this movie's not real? It is a fairy tale, and he's not bleeding because he's so fucking bad that he doesn't even like he doesn't bleed. He's just a he's just a horrible, fucking evil entity. Stressed man in a position <laughs> of power. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask about one of the first kind of creatures we see. If it can turn into a fairy, why the fuck was it ever a stick insect? Because then, right, well, imagine a fairy flew in now. You'd be freaking out and you'd go, Abdi, oh my God, a fucking, there's a fairy. And, and Abdi would just start stressing and maybe then shooting wings. Whereas <laughs> if it comes as a bug, you're just like, oh, fuck off, bug. Yeah, but if a fairy flew in, you wouldn't tell him, do you? You'd just like... Try, try and fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you try and fuck it. <laughs> could you fuck it? It's a two-week fuck. You could, you could just stand... Yeah, surely, surely for Scott the Pussy Pounder, <laughs> nothing is too weak or too big to it, fuck. It could, just, it could just stand on your boys and, and give you a horny. Because you used to use two horns up and down the entire... It'd be like, it'd be like, it'd be like me standing in the woods and put, rubbing a tree like, up then. So it, it would probably make, make you feel as if you had the fucking biggest, biggest wine. <laughs> Do you know what the worst thing there was? <laughs> that you just subconsciously you said he about the fairy so you said he would probably stand there and just double horny you know that. so it's not just you don't just want to fuck a fairy you want to fuck a <laughs> masculine fairy well I can't, you can't fuck the fairies because they're too wee but they can fuck you so Scott the Pussy Pounder would also be like a, a male Pussy Pounder would take a horny off a guy can't tell the difference you shut your eyes I've shut your eyes eh? <laughs> but what if he's got wee delicate Delicate fairy hands. Well, you'll have delicate fairy hands, that's the thing, you'll just need to see if it, if it works on them. Or maybe we could turn around and he or she can uh, flutter their wee fairy wings and just like. So <laughs> tickle the balls. Tickles, tickles, tickles your balls, eh? <laughs> um, there's, cause there's a thing on 
Facebook the other day that it's the age old questions and it was like it was some fucking stupid thing it was last podcast night fucking group the Facebook group part two. but that podcast is still brilliant Facebook groups are fucking pale shite it's just say, it's one kids. of the person says for 10 million dollars would you suck a dick and I'm just reading the comments and you're like of course of course you would. 10 million pound <laughs> fucking 1 million pound 10 million pound I put a dick in my ass. do you know what I mean like and it's you flick it to the side like for for straight lassies 10 million pound you've got to like lick a pussy of course you are yeah. Probably did anyway because pretty much every last is a lesbian anyway, isn't it? That's how, I mean, that's how, that's what I've been led to believe. Yeah, to, true. Through porn. porn. <laughs> yeah, <through> porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scott the pussy trying to make himself look good in this one. Uh, yeah, you'd, would you? Of course you'd suck and a dick for ten, <laughs> Of course you'd suck a dick for ten million dollars. Yeah, of course you would. There's not a lot I wouldn't do for ten million pounds. Oh yeah, is it pound or dollars? Uh, the exchange rate's pretty much one for one just now, so. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, to be honest, it'd have to be really fucking clatty for me not to do it for that. Oh, yeah, like an unwashed, like, full of smegma and maggots under the under the foreskin. I'd probably still suck that for 10, 10 million. Mm. Do you know what? It made me remember the, like, the, the munging conversation when actually physically I imagined getting the munging juice with the maggots all inside your mouth. Would you mung someone for it 10 million pounds? I don't know. 10 million pounds? Is somebody recently like quite fresh? I could maybe be sick just thinking of it. Munging man, I don't I, know. I'm sorry, right? So ten million pound, or being sick. Ten million pound buys a lot of tissues to wipe the fucking sick off. Would you need? <laughs> <laughs> ten million pound buys a lot of new thing to go over being sick. <laughs> Aye, I mean if you show it was like my old uh, teacher in high school was talking about um what would you do for money and he said would you shove this this fucking teacher swear to God to say this to me when I was in high school. Would you shove this pen up your ass for for a million pound? We're all like, ah, no, we both were like fucking high school boys. No way, I'm not bending up my ass. He's like, but somebody had a, a, a briefcase, opened it and showed you a million pound. Hide the pen. He's like, fucking I. If you show me the money, I'll, I, I'll do it. Did that teacher do anything else with you? Uh, no, but he died. Ah. <laughs> I don't After know beasting I, I, away? Uh, possibly, I don't know. No, he was actually quite a good teacher. He let us get drunk and pass. Maybe he did fuck me. <laughs> I'm thinking that. <laughs> Would you guys hide this pen up your ass? Because he's waiting for one pupil to go, mate, I'd do it for a tenner. Ryan, stay back after class. Uh, he bought us a drink when we went to Paris on a school trip. Mm. Yeah, he's starting mm. to say It's a Scott the Pussy Pounder, and it's making sense now. Eh. Uh, like see mungin I would probably do three at the one time for 10 million <laughs> think about it you've already got a taste in your mouth so just fucking do two more and then be sick I mean show me the money I, I probably would go for it aye because I mean there's the money in it so it's, it's human juices it's fine <laughs> Gross, man. Uh, there's, a, there's a scene in it where I think it's the is it the fawn says my name can only put this, I've got names only the wind and trees can pronounce and I'm like so shh <laughs> that's your name then is it <laughs> fucking shit <laughs> this is not a horror movie it's like a Disney movie with some gore like is she supposed to be dressed up like a green Alice in Wonderland is that what she's supposed to be because it's the same dress she's wearing is that that's what that's for isn't it that's think, an nod of the head yeah, to yeah, Alice in Wonderland it'll be a nod in the head to a lot of Disney movies but all if you actually think about it all Disney movies have a kind of quasi horror aspect they've always got a really pure evil villain They've always got scenes where Alice in Wonderland, the queen, is severing heads. Yeah. That's a, it's a kid's fairy tale. Yeah. I know, it's right. The, 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 yeah, fairy tales are brutal, right, originally. Like, uh, so, Hansel and Gretel, like, they properly got chopped to bits and eaten. No, they didn't. They won. And then... Aye, no, aye, the, the original fairy tale, they didn't. Oh, did they not? No. The Disney version or the fairy tale version, they did. They, they, yeah. 
But I think it's, it is an on the head to Disney and stuff because yeah. Walt Disney probably knew that you've got to be, you've got to have the dark for the fairy tale to work. It can't, everything can't be fucking kisses and roses and Scott the Pussy Pounder just <laughs> fucking making up the happy. You've got to have an evil entity that's just, going just to Just imagine like Walt Disney at night, like in that office that the lights always on when he's there, just getting like a cat nine tails and flogging himself in the back, just fucking. <laughs> Cutting his back open while he's taking lines of fucking blow off from Hooker's <laughs> ass cheeks. Do you know he's actually... <laughs> <laughs> Got his head frozen? Uh, he has. Frozen? No, he, is he's cryogenically frozen. Cryogenically frozen, yeah. Because he was a massive supporter of the Nazi party. Because he, he wants to come back when the Jews are all... Do oh, yeah. That is true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's true, right? I said that to Lane and he's like, where the fuck did you hear that? I was like, it's true. Yeah, it's Walt true. Disney is Just frozen. Just his head. Fucking knew it. Um... So the, the, we get, you get to the point where she moves into the room that the eyeball hands are there. And this is clearly the most iconic thing of the whole movie. But do you never just get the idea that why does he, why does he put his eyeballs in his hands and put his hands over where his eyes should possibly be? He could just be walking about getting upskirts. You <laughs> 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 didn't even know. I bet you didn't be walking into things. Oh, I, yeah, because he's not got his eyes in so his head. He'd have, 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 <laughs> have to have one in the eye and then slip the horn under the, the other one. Actually, I didn't think of that. Is that scene not fucking quite quite spooky though? It's quite it's quite aye. tense. Yeah, aye. It's the one bit that kind of cuts off my suspension or suspension of disbelief. I can never get that right. Suspension of disbelief. Belief. Why does she get fucking one instruction? Don't eat anything. Don't touch anything. Why does she eat the grape? Because she's an asshole. She's. <laughs> Aggressive. Didn't you worry the captain's fucking raging at her because she wouldn't do what she's tell? Is it to? And I'm only saying this because I've done a lot of research for this episode. <laughs> Is it to mirror the rebels? Like, the rebels are away in the woods because they're disobeying the fucking totalitarian fascist rule. Is that just to show that she has, like, just a general disobedience? That even though she knows she shouldn't eat it, like, kind of, fuck you. Yeah. I would do what you tell me. Yeah. And then that, I thought, do you know what? Fair enough. I'd eat the grape. Probably would. I didn't like grapes. No. I'd eat the fucking chicken. I'd probably just do what I'm telling all the time, to be honest with you. Like, always. <laughs> that, <laughs> that monster with eyes, but would you? Would you fuck it? Would I fuck the monster with the eyes? I don't think so, because it's fucking terrifying. It is quite scary. Like, it is quite a scary monster. Like, because it's all saggy under its arms and it's like it's barely in it. I think the same guy played the monster as the phone. Like, it was the same guy that played them all. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, it's not even. See, I can never work it because. You get drawn into an idea that this is like a fairy tale, right? Like, and you, so you know of fairy tales such as um, like Alice in Wonderland and Disney films. So it's like nice and nicey and stuff. But then you're like, is the fauna a nice guy? We don't know. Is the fairies good guys? You don't know. Is the eyeball hands good? And then the eyeball hands just fucking munches down and eats all the fairies. And you're like, so are, who is good here? Are we spo- what are we supposed to be scared of? Again, is that then part of the fairy tale thing that everyone has good and evil in them? And I suppose it's kind of like people who are vegans who are like oh look at this wee baby goat and then I'm like oh man look at this little delicious goat curry <laughs> like I, I, am I like the, the eyeball hands like I'm, I'm a good guy but I'm also bad to the fairies you know <laughs> so you see I mean? all vegans are fairies aye <laughs> 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 uh, right you want to be getting our notes uh, let me see let me see I've got another page but let me see if there's anything funny to say um, I just want to ask is it all on her tra- head or is she tripping and I think when you get to the end that she is tripping so do you think so the way it ends is she runs with her baby 
our newborn baby brother to give to the to fort, sacrifice it to sacrifice it so she's mental she she's can, an asshole so she can be the princess exactly I know and fucking so selfish <laughs> right but she then says no when they say right you've got to you've got to give me its blood and Aye. she says no nobody's going to harm it he says just a pinprick but that'd be fine they prick baby's feet anyway when they fucking come out but then them. they go right fine so that's not happening so then the captain comes shoots her her blood drips down the captain then gets killed by the rebels and it then goes to an idea or where it is that she's met up with her father or mother the king and queen and she's the princess this is just her imagination as she's dying as she's getting fucking trippier and trippier so that so is that your interpretation yeah. because there's that or there's that's a real fairy tale she is a princess and she wins yeah no no she you, is you see it as she's now a dead she's, child yeah she's dead child she's dead child she's pan breed I like to think that it's the other way because her soothing voice sends me to sleep I don't <laughs> want her to come to any harm I want her to be the princess I want the fawn and that to be like pals to be good I want everyone to be happy I don't know how Poon's Labyrinth ends <laughs> but I want, <laughs> I want this to be the happy one I've got um, I've written here that I like uh, European style piano tunes in movies Okay. <laughs> just, just so you know um, she comes down uh, just before she's asked for the baby's blood the tree man uh, the, the fawn says Will you do everything I ask without question? Like, suck my dream and dick. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever watched the movie and not at all? I things like fucking other things. <laughs> fucking, there's something wrong with me. Oh, so Poon's Labyrinth would be fucking amazing <laughs> if there was a scene where the phone just fucked things. That would be fucking yeah. amazing. Why did they want the baby's blood if hers would do? Because they, well, the baby's an innocent. They said they wanted innocent blood. She didn't want to harm him and then it turns out that she's also an innocent so when her blood drips down because she's still a virgin yeah <laughs> in Pan's Labyrinth she's still a virgin in Poon's Labyrinth <laughs> at this point she's yeah she's gone she's been cracked wide open <laughs> <laughs> I like that both the, this and the devil's backbone are companion pieces mm-hmm. there's the boys movie the girls movie there is as you said, the one at the tail in the Civil War, one post-Civil War. I think there was meant to be a third, although I don't know when that would take place. Like, there probably should have been, but I like that they kind of go hand in hand. There's a lot of similarities, whereas Kronos has got very, very few similarities. Mm-hmm. Blade 2 and Hellboy and all that, I've got fucking no similarities at all, yeah. apart from the odd tropes. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching them side by side. I think if I was going to watch them again anytime soon, I'd watch them side by side as well. Whereas before I just enjoyed Pan's Labyrinth, now I enjoy them as a double. Hmm. It's quite good. And now I want to find out Poon's Labyrinth and stuff like <laughs> and watch it as a fucking triple decker. Have you got anything else? Nope. Uh, well, I've finished off with, it's not a horror movie at all. Gothic, sure, but it's like Twilight or The Hunger Games. I don't get it, though I like the score. Uh, I gave this one six possible Nazis out of ten. So you prefer Devil's Backbone out of them all? What did I give Devil's Backbone? No, I gave that. I went down and gave that a six as well because you shouted at me. You're a horrible (laughs) thing. This is like putting that movie in your fucking top five. You've only seen five. I finished it. I watched the whole. I watched the whole thing. And she she does. She does get her um her her boobs and uh, bush out. Bush out. Aye. So is it still your top five? It's no. It was an honourable mention, was it not? Yeah. Is it still honourable? Yeah. Is that? It's good. Is it? Is it? It is actually quite good. It's totally. It's totally artistic. And uh, it's totally like 
it, nothing really happens and you don't get an answer. Uh, so, I mean, it's all right. Sounds shit. Pie, pie and Slamath, I give it a, a very strong 8. I'm, be, I'm being strict to my rating, so I'm going to give it a 9. But I, I love it and I'll happily watch it again. I possibly might watch that one again. All three, that's probably the one I would watch again. The effects and stuff are amazing. The captain's yeah. a bad, bad bastard. Yeah. But, I mean, everybody's, <laughs> somebody likes everybody. <laughs> Scott and Liam's Top 5 So with this, obviously we're going to do a Top 5 projects kind of related to Glermo del Toro. I'll just run through my 5. Number 5 would be Blade 2. It was actually my favourite of the Blade series. Blade Trinity was shit. He only directed it, he didn't really write a lot of it. All the similarities with Kronos, with little bits of the device and like kind of sucking in the blood. Number four is The Orphanage, which I'm sure mm-hmm. he's a producer of. Maybe wrote some of it, maybe not, can't remember. But Little Boy with a bag in his head, always fucking terrifying. <laughs> Number three is The Strain, the comic series. I did not like the TV programme, but he also mm-hmm. wrote a novel, which I've not read, but the comics were good. Number two, Devil's Backbone. And number one, Pan's fucking Labyrinth. An honourable mention, Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, I, when you said like stuff to... Guillermo del Toro I went with top 5 sleep aids because it's fucking they bored me to tears so in at 5 son of a bitch. I've got long drives on the motorway at night and at number 4 we've got hot milk with a bit of horlicks hitting it at number 3 we've got Vicodin hitting it at number 2 any del Toro movie that we watch for this fucking episode and coming in at number 1 being punched in the head by Kimbo Slice pre-death obviously Kim will say, I don't actually think we'd punch you that hard. I <laughs> think so. Well, not anymore, obviously. <laughs> uh, you're a fucker. I was really looking forward to actually <laughs> like, exchanging top fives. I have. I, that's, that's all I, that's all I, can't I have. Believe, also, I can't believe top five sleep is number one wasn't the fucking Walking Dead. <laughs> so intense, man. Yeah, okay. Intense, try to fight sleep. Mm-hmm. It's an intense battle between <laughs> awake and sleep. Just don't understand you some things. Uh, have you always said anything this week? Uh, I got back into Cowboys again. I watched the Magnificent Seven remake on Netflix, and I'd seen some people say it wasn't that good, but it was fucking brilliant. It was up to date. It was uh, entertaining. It was suspenseful. It's got Chris Pratt in it who just cannot do anything wrong, and it's fucking Cowboys. It's brilliant. I like it. I'm actually to be honest, I've stayed away from it because I always thought that's a stupid thing to remake. Have you seen the original? I've seen the original, yeah. Well, it's it's it changes the kind of story about enough that it's not like shitting on the original. Yeah, it does, it's just Denzel Washington's in it, is he not? Well, you just need to see in this day and age, you just need to assume that back then they just let black men be in positions of power and not slaves. But they didn't, so it's not real. But he did because he was for the North. You never seen Twelve Years a Slave? <laughs> no. Well, there you go. <laughs> you got a lot to learn about black history. Uh, I, oh, I, I'm genuinely away from it. It came out at the same time as that fucking Adam Sandler Netflix movie, like the ridiculous. <laughs> I watched that as well. And you know what? There's one. The one is when they when they're standing in the, the Native Americans. He's like, "Hey, look, it's polka hat tits." <laughs> that was the only thing that was good in it. Because other than that, it's just shit. There's actually there's a full podcast that they're called Adam Sandler. Please stop. And it's just they're just ragging on these movies. Big Daddy and fucking the Wedding Singer, and that's it. That's nothing. Big Daddy, Wedding Singer, Happy Gilmore, Waterboy. 
Yeah. See, even if you go back and watch like Waterboy and stuff, like no, they're still good. Like, well, Nicky. It was see, like like see, who was it that said it was it was either horror movie night or it was last podcast that said Little Nicky would be a perfect movie if he didn't put the accent on. Why well, yeah, last podcast? Aye. It was the it's just the the voice was wrong. Eh. And I get it. The voices he puts on do ruin it. That's that's where it is. That's why the Waterboy's probably doesn't hold up anymore. And uh, Little Nicky could have been better. He's nah. always kind of likes to play fucking right. Anyway, we can't keep talking. Uh, about uh, the ridiculous thing is fucking terrible. That's why I stayed away from the Magnificent Seven it is actually remake. Good. Is it genuinely worth a watch? Yeah. What would you rate it? In your like, fucking like eighteen or something? Nine, nine and a half. Nine and a half. <laughs> that is fucking ludicrous. There's no way it's a nine and a half. Look how boys. Shut up. <laughs> hey, did you watch anything else? Uh, I'm just sitting anticipating Rick and Morty coming back I've seen half of the second episode that came up on Adult Swim on Facebook but I didn't get to watch the whole thing it's pretty cool it's on Netflix UK at the same time it's getting shown in America it's like a week behind though is it not? no well could be wrong there but I'm sure it's getting put on Netflix as soon as it's getting shown right. in America so it just, it just feels like ages because we've already seen that first episode aye yeah. which I think is very fucking good of them yeah because everybody loves fucking Rick and Morty yeah, I so watched good. the first episode again last I night said that. it's so good uh, what else did I watch? Nothing. New Japan wrestling. I know you don't care. <laughs> People don't like wrestling. There's a tournament happening just now. It's called the G1 Climax. It's over like fucking two or three weeks. It's like every. It's like two days in a row, three days in a row, and it skips a day. It's like three and a half hours of wrestling every day. But if you cut it down to just the tournament matches, it's like an hour and a half, an hour and forty minutes. And so far, I'm two days behind. I've been watching it at work. I've been going to sleep. I've been putting it on secretly because the not the bigger nights are on Japanese anyway. I don't need to listen because I don't. I'm not like you. Where I pretend that I can speak Japanese. The fucking matches are amazing. If you like wrestling at all, not for the stupid WWF storylines. Which have you ever heard of Cut Angle? Uh-huh. Right, there's a storyline right now that he there's a there's a half black guy that wrestles. The storyline is now that he is Cut Angle's illegitimate. Uh, stun which I think is fucking highly racist <laughs> okay so fuck WWF now if you like wrestling go watch New Japan it's 999 yen a month which is like £4 and the matches are fucking amazing like it's the only thing I'm excited about in life now I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take your word for it me and John takes all the time oh my god did you see that fucking six stars oh that means something like this it's so good it actually it looks like they're, they're hurting each other it looks like a, a proper combat sport and I, in fact, it's the closest thing to combat sports now because of the McGregor Mayweather thing, which has just fucked it. He doesn't, but he's not a boxer. It shouldn't happen. I no, I no, I agree. I agree. With you. It's fucking stupid. So watch Japanese wrestling because that's real men. <laughs> that's real I'm, men uh, fighting. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that. No, <laughs> but should. listeners, feel free if, if you are so inclined. Yeah, New Japan, G1 climax. That's pretty much it. Not anything else. I'm now half a bottle of red wine. I went too far again. Sweet. Well, I'm going to get home and get myself tanned into my, my own red wine which is actually just red wine that's not a euphemism for anything <laughs> uh, get us on Twitter at Scotland Liam Versus get us on Facebook search for the group and join it um, email us scotlandliamversusevil at hotmail.com and we're on Instagram scotlandliamversusevil or at Liam Hellcat or at scott underscore versus underscore evil get in touch with us and interact with us and whatnot. there's a lot of you doing it so keep it up tell your friends you can also find Scott's uploaded videos on Pornhub at Pussy Pounder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's quite a lot up there. Check quite, it out. Um, I'm quite pleased with my performances <laughs> on the ones that are up there. <laughs> An epic 
western tune to ride off into sunset. Thank you.